This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Play action. Jones steps up right down the middle of the field. It's touchdown. Devontae Smith cannot be stopped. A truly special performance by the Heisman Trophy winner. Three touchdowns in the first half. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji bringing you into the weekend here on this Friday. We are now only six days away from the NFL draft, which uh, certainly over the last couple of years has become quite the betting event. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I, I was one of them. I saw some people complain about the offerings or lack thereof. That has completely changed over the last week. There are many, many different ways to attack the NFL draft. Uh, so let's see if we can get some more insight into that and some other things. Uh, we bring in one of our favorite gra- guests, Chris Felica, at Chris Felica on Twitter, ESPN's College Football Game Day, Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. You see him on Daily Wager all over, all sorts of ESPN platforms. Uh, so, Chris, this is what I'm thinking as far as the draft goes. I know how it is. Uh, spending uh, a long, long time as a producer behind the scenes so you guys can get the graphics ready. Not that you're going to be working the draft coverage, but uh, for the production people, they uh, they know ahead of time before the picks are announced who the pick is. So I figure you can just text us the picks so we can live bet them, right? <laughs> I, I, absolutely. We, 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 without a doubt, we can, totally, can totally do that. No, it, it, it's funny because, um, yeah, I actually don't know the, know the picks, and it's always a uh, – a surprise, and so it, it, it's it's good to uh, it's good to see. I'll see if we can get someone on that there for you. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get a hard line, get a hard line, get a hard line into the into the camera behind the commissioner before it gets announced. <laughs> <laughs> if you're anything like me, you are looking at all these various mocks, some of the newsmakers, and uh, some other random sites, and looking at some of the differences. Are there ways to bet it? But just a, as a big college football fan, as a guy that watches as much college football as anyone year round are are there any players that you hear being talked about in the first round that you think should be getting more praise or should go higher in the draft and are are there any that stand out that you think boy i don't know i have some big time question marks i'm not sure that the player x is a top 15 player well i i think just because of the team that I root for and, and the team that I follow in the NFL, the New York Jets, uh, the, the player that they're being uh, associated with, Zach Wilson, is someone that I have a, a lot of hesitancy uh, taking him second overall in the draft. Um, I hope he succeeds, but I, I just I have a hard time really taking the 2020 college football season and really putting a whole lot of stock into it. Uh, I think you really need to go back and look, and it's probably this year is as much of a, a guess as anything because of the 
ridiculousness of last year and, and the way the schedule came together and who played and who opted out and guys who may not have played for two years. And, and I think if you look at Wilson, like BYU's schedule was like 70th in the country last year in a, in a COVID year. Two years ago, this is a guy that threw 11 touchdowns and nine picks and his QBR was 57. This year, this past year, 2020, he had 33 touchdowns, three picks, and his QBR jumped up to 89. So is that legit or a 32-point jump in, in, in QBR uh, based on these odd circumstances? Is that real or is that just kind of uh, a victim of circumstance? And then I think you look at BYU, the situation that they were in with that offensive line. I mean, he had a, a, a tackle who was 24, a tackle who was 25, his center was 24, like the youngest guy in his own line was 22. So he had, I mean, just because of the circumstances of BYU with a lot of older players coming back from their uh, Mormon missions and, and getting to play, just physically, these guys were, were so much better and, and so much more mature and developed to handle uh, a line of scrimmage against a lot of teams who were sending 19, 20-year-olds all out at, at very like lower-level type schools in the FBS. So, uh, look, I hope Zach Wilson pans out, but I would have a lot of uh, concern about taking him number two overall. How much of your concern about him is the Jets being able to mold a quarterback? Because that that is probably what's going to have to happen with him, at least a little bit, is they, they are going to have to help him along. It'll be a little bit of a project. Is, is your hesitancy partly that? You just don't trust them to help bring him along? It, it's It's a little bit of that. But but it's a little, but it's but it's but it's also a little bit of the roster. The roster around him is not good at all. Their offensive line is terrible. I mean, uh, it looks like they got a good tackle in Beckton, but the rest of the line is not good. They have a, a barren running back room, which they basically just have a bunch of guys, and maybe they're hoping Kevin Coleman comes back and can can, can, can give them something. But they really got nothing there. They try to improve the wide receiver position, but but still, I think they're lacking some playmakers there. So I, I kind of think whoever is getting put into this situation is getting put into a bad situation where uh, it's going to be very, very hard for them to succeed right off the bat. And if you fall behind the eight ball, uh, especially in New York, people are not going to be as forgiving. But um, like the, the biggest winner out of all of this was Sam Darnold. Yeah, he gets to go from work. I mean, the good thing for for Zach Wilson is that Adam Gaze and that staff is now gone, and it's a completely new staff. But Sam Darnold going from the Jets and with Adam Gaze and that staff to now working under Joe Brady and Matt Rule at Carolina, like you talk about giving giving a a, a second chance, a life, and a new a new career, and and giving every chance in the world to, to bounce back from being labeled a disappointment. Like like we'll we'll see what happens with Sam Darnold in Carolina because that'll be another interesting kind of like side plot to, to follow along with this. With ESPN's The Bear, Chris Felica, this is BetQL Daily. Uh, Chris, which uh, widely available draft prop uh, still out there do you love the most? Well, I think there are three of them. And I am not a guy who has hesitation and concern about a number being juiced up as long as the, 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 the actual bet itself is there. Like the over under four and a half wide receivers, like I've seen it like two ten, I've seen it two forty, I've seen it two like like there there whatever the number is, as long as it's still four and a half, it, I have little hesitation in, in making that bet. You, you look, you got Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, 
Jamar Chase, Elijah Moore, Kadarius Toney, Terrence Marshall, Rashad Bateman. All of those guys have been mocked in the first round. That's seven of them right there. That doesn't even include like Rondell Moore, Deami Brown, Tutu Atwell guys who are going to go at the top of the second round. I, I, so you've got a wiggle room there of like of the first seven guys I, I mentioned. Like two of them cannot go in the first round, and you still win that bet. Uh, just because of the way the NFL offenses are now, getting players on the field, uh, getting weapons out there, stretching it like over four and a half wide receivers, I think it is basically free money. And the other one that kind of goes hand in hand with that is over, uh, over on the number of offensive players out there. I've seen uh, a 17 and a half out there. I don't know if that's still there. I've seen 18, I've seen 18 and a half, um, but 19 is still, the, is anything less than 19 is still a bet for me because I come up with the minimum of 17. You're going to get five quarterbacks for sure. You're going to get one tight end for sure. You're going to get six offensive linemen for sure. And you're going to get five wide receivers for sure. So that's 17. You're very likely to get at least one more running back. I'm sorry, one more wide receiver and one, one more offensive lineman to get to 19. And it's still very possible that Najee Harris could go in the first round. It's still very possible a, a team could reach at the back end of the first round to get an extra year of control for a quarterback, whether it's Kyle Trask, Davis Mill, Mount, whomever. And so like, I think possibility that 19 to me is the most likely number. So if you can get anything less than 19, I'd still mm-hmm. go over. And, and then the one that's for the, for the really not faint of heart is under one and a half tight ends. I saw at minus four seventy five at William Hill. Like yep. other than Kyle Pitts, who's going in the first round? Like Pat Fylermuth is not going in the first round. Brevin Jordan is not going in the first round. Hunter Long from BC is not going in the first round. So if you're, if you're one of those types of people that are just looking for a bet and you don't care about the price and you got the outlay for a week, I, I, I mean, if someone takes one of those tight ends in the back end of the first round and it hits on two, like, like so be it. But that, to me, that's just a bet you have to be willing to lose. Well, how about um, what do you, do you feel like there's a good play on – Anybody other than Pitts being the first non-quarterback taken. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Uh, Penny Sewell, I guess, it, it would, would be the guy. I don't think Atlanta would take him at four, but I, I, could, could you see Jamar Chase maybe being that guy at four? Uh, I guess ultimately Jamar Chase would probably be the guy I would, I would think would be, would be the play to, to play the, the, to make there. Is the first non-quarterback is uh, I, I think Sewell is probably Bengals for it. Like, like that, or Bengals are five. Like what the Falcons do with four, I think really determines um, a whole lot of bets and how they're going to be graded and decided in this stuff. But if you if we're looking for like a like a player like head to head or kind of what player goes first, maybe look at J.C. Horn being the first cornerback uh, taken a plus three hundred. I believe he was. Like I, everyone's just assuming Patrick Sertan. Uh, just because of the name recognition, Alabama, 
Uh, he'll be the first quarterback taken. But I, I think if, I think it's a lot of name with, with him. He's more of a boundary quarterback. Can he run with some of the other wide receivers in the NFL? Like I think Horn is more explosive. I, I think Horn is more versatile in, in the cornerback position. And I know that there are teams out there that like Horn more than Sertan. So whether it's the right team picking in the right spot to take him before Sertan, I don't know. But, but I think Horn at 3-1, to one, is an interesting situation where one of those, like who's the first player to be taken player X player B. I, I, I might take sure. a little look at that. And if it is horn, just a quick follow up, he'd probably be the first defensive player to go to. Right. Yeah, I, I would think so. Cause I, I yeah. can't assume that that Quiddy pay or Michael Parsons or anyone like that are, are, are going to go that high. Or even if people try to talk of Newsom uh, as maybe the first DB, I, I can't see Newsom going before either horn uh, or Sertan is that first defensive player. Sure. Uh, Bear, I wanted to pick your brain on the NHL as we get closer and closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs here uh, with a different format this year. So does does that change the way uh, you look at Cup futures this year? It, do, it does a little bit because it's funny. I was thinking about this last night. Like That Vegas-Colorado series is going to be unbelievable. And, and you're going and you're, and to have one of those teams gone pretty quickly, but I still think Colorado's a team to beat. I think the the team that you probably missed um, getting the best price on before the trade deadline were the Bruins. Uh, I think with the healthy, healthy Rask and if Taylor Hall can continue contributing, and it looks like Marchand has really upped his game lately as well. Like the Bruins might be a team that there still might be a decent price out there to uh, to take a shot on. But uh, it's interesting because so many people are high on the lease because of this. But like their, their goaltending is terrible, uh, their, their defense is not very good, and like like they're they're being priced the way they are. I think because they're in that in the in the North Division with all the remainder of those Canadian teams, and 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 I, and I just don't see it with the lease. Like if you're if you're out at Circa and you can maybe play play the no and maybe put that in one of those cross court parlays that they have. Like that's a pretty good leg to have. At one of one of like the better shorter no prices. I mean, they're there. It's a public team. People want to see the the, the least break that Canadian drought to, to win the cup. But I just don't see it uh, with, with Toronto and they're uh, they they would. I'd be looking to play no and, and throw them maybe in a uh, a crossbar probably with a couple of other things you can maybe find. What is your best play on the Kentucky Derby with that being a week away? Um, I'm gonna wait for the post draw. But I, uh, one, of, one of my opinions, which probably isn't a very popular opinion or, or a depopular opinion or definitely a uh, dissenting opinion, is coming out of that out of that bluegrass stakes, I would rather have highly motivated than I would in the favorite essential quality. Uh, I think if you look at the way that race was run in, in, the, in the bluegrass, highly motivated was forced to run a race where he was on the lead in a position that he's normally not used to coming from. He's going to have other horses in that race potentially to do his dirty work. He still almost beat uh, essential quality uh, in, in the Bluegrass running that way and not changing leads uh, in, in the lane. So I think highly motivated around 10 to one. Remember, this is a horse that, that blew away Note Agenda last year as a two-year-old. Note Agenda uh, won the Florida Derby and is Todd Pletcher's big horse now. Uh, he mm -hmm. really, really needed uh, the, the race at Aqueduct where he kind of got caught in a weird kind of speed-favoring track that was a fluke race. 
and, and won by a long shot. So I think highly motivated will probably wind up being uh, a good price play at 10 to one. But, but I think, I think either highly motivated or, uh, or hot rod, Charlie, uh, certainly, uh, certainly are two horses in that eight to 10 to one range that, uh, that, that definitely figure. Uh, Bear, we have only 30 seconds. On a scale of 1 to 10, how relieved are you that the Super League didn't happen? (laughs) 10 times 10 times 10. I I mean, seriously, if they wanted to do it in a a way where it was something in addition to, hey, we're going to have this cool league and it's just going to be us, and and in addition to everything they're doing now, I'd be all for that. But to completely upend uh, years and years and years of tradition for To, to line your pockets. Uh-uh. Yeah, he's out on that. He's so relieved that uh, the Super League completely fell apart. Everybody We're going to go. It. Yep, everybody. Another A-plus guest is next. Evan Silva from Establish the Run on Draft Props.